The K-Man Radio Show is proudly sponsored by some great firefighter-owned businesses. And we're going to shamelessly plug them here for a second, starting with AxeCaps.com. If you're looking to get into some great firefighter-made apparel, what about custom apparel from hats to shirts? What about the Can-Man apparel line? Go check out AxeCaps.com today. And Ian Sargent from SGTFireBags.com. If you're looking to get into a clean radio strap, what about a gear bag that protects you from the carcinogens that we're exposed to on a daily basis? Well, go check out SGT Firebags today and use CanMan for 10% off. And my brother, Herb Tyler from National Rescue Consultants. That's NRC.com. If you're looking to upgrade your education in the USAR world, Go check out my brother, Herb Tyler, at National Rescue Consultants. That's nrc.com. Hey, canners, it's time for 30 minutes of unadulterated and uncensored shenanigans. Get ready to call HR because you're going to need sensitivity training after this. Gear up because it's going to hurt worse than writ training in July. Welcome to the Can Man Radio Show with your host, Jason Liska. Today, we're north of the border, as they say, rather than south of the border, because I don't know if I'd want to be south of the border right now, even though I'm drinking a Corona. It does taste good. So cheers, gentlemen. I think we should all throw one up real quick. And I'm sitting here with some phenomenal brothers in Georgia, and it's day one of the Bears of the Oath Conference. And I've got a lineup today here with us, and it's pretty impressive. When you look at the group of men that have been in here today training and burning the hell out of that building behind us, uh, what can I say? They put in some solid work, so I'm going to bring in some of these guys here. So I'm going to start with someone that you might not know yet, but I'm just meeting for the first time today. So, of course, my good friend here, and that would be Chief Jacob Johnson meeting him today. And then we've got Blake Stinnett from Next Run. We've got Sean Duffy, okay? We've got Pablo. And Redbird, don't be shy, okay? Don't be shy. You should at least say something. Let the people know that you're here, okay? Oh, the bird has spoken. <laughs> Yeah. So, Bears of the Oath 2021. We are post-COVID. We are here. We are training. And guess what? Oh, and don't forget about Kyle. And, brother, I got to remember your first name. So, Tony don't. Gillis. What's that? Tony Gillis. Tony Gillis is here, too. God, man, this is terrible. What a way to start the show out. I'm telling you what. It's a crash course in fucking disaster management 101 right now. That's what it is. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, my God. You know, Tony, forgive me. I'll buy you a beer later. How about that? Are you forgiven already? I'm easy. Hey, as long as you're good with it. Are you sure you're that easy? Like Lionel Richie easy? Oh, like a Sunday morning. But you know what? I've got some really awesome people right now with us. And, and we're at Bears of the Oath 2021. It's the second conference that Shane Bentley and Lee Humphrey and everybody has brought together here today. And we're in uh, Commerce, Georgia, not far from Atlanta. And it's a blessing to be using Redbird's equipment because Lord knows I couldn't shuttle this stuff up here from Florida because that would have just cost me too much in baggage fees. So thanks for that, Redbird. I appreciate it. I got you. But let's talk about why we're here today. And, and I want to start out with some of the guys that were in that burn building today. And you know what, Chief? I'm going to start with you. Let's talk a little bit about your background and what you do. 
Yeah, so basically I've been in the fire department for about 21 years. I started when I was uh, 15 as a junior volunteer firefighter, just a glorified water boy, and uh, bringing, bringing waters to, uh, to all the fires. And I've worked my way up, and now I go around teaching my class, uh, mentoring the young, and I'm known for supposedly uh, do your damn job, and uh, every kid's owe the opportunity to have a love affair at the job. So uh, got the offer to come out here, and I absolutely fucking love it. I mean, I mean, it is great. I feel like we need to make a fucking bumper sticker, do your damn job. I got it in the car. Sticker. You got one? I fucking got it. Well, right then there. I'll fucking put it on my helmet. How there about that? There you go. I got you. Right on. We're going to get to mentoring with you in a second. Blake, yep. you're awfully quiet back there. You need to get some mic time. Let's talk about next run real quick. So you came all the way here from the other side of Atlanta, and you're chilling with us today. So let's talk about what brings you out here to hang out. Oh, Lord. Jesus. You see wow, that? The I mic see action? That, that so, was impressed. Uh, hey, you know, when I'm you here. Your, I'm here to impress. Yeah, no, I'm not really. <laughs> when you do your FaceTime videos, I've never seen that level of mic action before. That's pretty Normally impressive. Normally the mic's up here, you know. I try yeah, to, your to Facebook hide it out stuff. of the way. I dig it. I dig it. No, uh, man, I'm here hanging out with uh, the Bears. Uh, Shane and I have gotten to know each other. Uh, Humpy as well, man. Just, yeah. uh, just some super great guys. They, they invited me to come hang out and, and be a part of what they're doing. So I just... I love the fire service, man. That's why I'm here. And you had to drive all the way through Atlanta to get here, didn't I, you? Yeah, I mean, it's only about an hour, but stupid me. I forgot stuff at home. Had to drive like an hour and a half home and then an hour and a half back. But, you know, I'm here. So Thank God. Thank God it didn't take you that long because Atlanta traffic yesterday, I thought we were going to die. Oh, driving okay. through it today Atlanta was traffic's absolutely awful. miserable. What yeah. a miserable. train wreck. What a miserable. train wreck. I'm telling you what. Sean, let's talk about what you and Pablo and everybody else did today. Tony, Kyle. Don't forget about Lee. He was in there getting cooked as well. Let's talk about what you guys got to do today. Uh, so we focused on search. Uh, we, we do that primarily. So we had uh, we had it set up where we had two different search crews, groups of two. Mm -hmm. uh, one would search the first floor uh, with a water can, make their way to the fire, do some split searching, have to work through as a, as a team and communicate for the victims uh, and actually remove them from the building. And can work too. Don't forget about that. And can work, yep. So we did that on the first floor as well. Uh, but prior to lighting up the building and, and doing live fire, we had uh, all the students break up into four groups. Mm -hmm. We did forceful entry, mask up drills, uh, search uh, technique, victim drags and removals. So they got a lot of one-on-one -on -one time, about an hour at each station to kind of fine-tune those skills a little bit. Right on. And then put them all into practical application while the building was on fire. I dig it. Uh, so they did extremely well. You know, uh, some of these guys have never done anything like that before i know pablo was able to uh, don't, show, don't mind the fighter jets flying over us either by the way pablo was able to show uh one of our students how to remove a victim from a window which she has never been successful in doing before Amazing. Uh, so it was good to see that and and her excitement that she actually found a technique that works for her. You know, I got some great video of that that I posted on Instagram. So if you're hearing this in the aftermath, go to my Instagram page and you'll be able to see some of the work that Pablo and Sean did today, moving people through buildings. You know, it, it, it's a difficult process, man. It's not easy to move people, especially if you're talking about firefighters in gear and an emergent situation, you're talking about that added weight. People in general trying to find them, search and rescue is an important part of our culture, which I know you and Pablo are huge on, and even Tony, okay, listening to him today, his enthusiasm, his little legs running all up and down the fire ground, it was great. Little Scottish legs. You know, little legs. I, I almost called him a little Bobby at one point. I'm like, hey, Bobby. I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's not Chief Ram. No, no, that's Tony. That's Tony. But they look alike, don't they? They're almost like twinsies. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm telling you what. Well, you know what? That's important because let's talk about what Bears of the Oath has done. Uh, for Georgia and for firefighters within the regions of Florida, Georgia. How many firefighters do we have from out of state here today? 
Do we know that count? Did we get firefighters from the Carolinas, Alabama, anywhere else? What's that? 13, says 13 different states, different states have shown up. Oh, my oh, God. Okay, hey, no. hey, listen. Pablo has thrown in his first fuck of the episode, okay? <laughs> so Pablo's oh fuck, yeah. fuck to, ton, okay? To it's a metric fuck. I was going to say, is that a Canadian measurement, Pablo? Because I'm not sure if I'm familiar with that technology or that measurement system. It's the, it's the fuck trick system. How about that? Okay, we'll call it what it is. We'll call it what it is. But search and rescue, moving people. Very important part of Build Your Culture. That's a big thing that you guys get out there and do. And everyone's going to get a chance to chime in on this because I know Chief's got that experience. I know Blake, you see Blake out there putting videos of him training. He's doing all the good CrossFit stuff, too. You know, look at you. You're a stud, all right? You're a stud in Sandy. I'm Kinda, telling you right now. I'd date him. Uh, would you date him? I'd date would him in really? a heartbeat. Hey, he's yeah, a beautiful yeah. Georgia blonde oh, yeah, guy. Dude. What can I say? Oh, yeah. you're, you're a Texan, so that's a whole other ball yeah, of wax yeah, right there. We're all about the South, though, baby. Hey, ain't that the truth? <laughs> But let's talk no. about <laughs> let's talk about the importance of why Build Your Culture came up here and, and what you guys offered and what you're going to be doing tomorrow as well. Uh, so I can't speak for everybody. I'll, I'll let Pablo everybody and Anthony to speak. Absolutely. get in there. But uh, for me, it's always important. You know, when we talk about search culture, um, we've kind of sometimes or really over some time just been okay with what the Fire Academy teaches and, mm -hmm. and never really advance on those entry-level skills. Uh, so when we talk about culture, we understand it's not just like organizational culture. Yeah. Right? There's there's a lot of things that that word encompasses. So for, for me, uh, I'm passionate about search. Pablo, he's really passionate about truck work, you know, and, um, you know, Anthony, he's passionate just about everything. So if we want to complain about whatever that is in our agency, like maybe we don't have a good search culture. Maybe, mm -hmm. you know, we don't move line aggressively or, you know, our mask up times or our bunk out times, they're just slow. Then and you got to do something to change it. Yeah. Um, so by no means am I an expert or, or do I think that anybody else I work with is an expert. Um, I've just been fortunate enough to have certain situations within my career that I failed a lot and mm -hmm. learned a lot from. So really that's what it is for me coming here is, is showing these people like, look, I've been where you're at. I know yeah. exactly how you feel. And this was what I was able to find out and take away from this. And I want to pass it on to you. Use it, don't use it. But hey, you know what? Uh, having only a plan A is not going to fix anything. No. So here's a little bit that maybe when your preferred plan A doesn't work that you think back and go, oh, man, like Sean and those guys taught me this thing, and I'm going to try this out right now, and, and maybe you might be successful. Yeah. Um, so really for us, um, I, I think it's about spreading the search culture word. You know, that that's where we're, we're saving lives. You know, we're a fire department, mm -hmm. and we're making rescues every day, and it really pisses me off when I hear words like, Oh, uh, we don't. We're not making that many fires anymore, or we don't run fires anymore. And you know, if you look at what Brian Brush is able to do for us, that's just not true. Okay. He's he's bringing in that data every two hours and twenty minutes. We're yep. making a grab in this country. It's uh. You put that on the door. I did because I wanted people to understand that hey, this isn't just cowboy shit we're doing. Like mm -hmm. this stuff has meaning. It has purpose, and we've got to be able to understand as soon as we break the plane of that window or that door, and we commit to a search. We're on borrowed time before we get there, and now we're even on more borrowed time. So how we do things and what we do definitely makes a difference. So um, removing them comes after actually finding them. Yeah. And one of the things we talk about is that uh, you can stumble upon a victim accidentally. That's a lot different than physically searching for them. Sure. Uh, so we just want to set people up for success and, and realize that when you break down the numbers of what we're doing um, and you have it in real time, man, on average – Okay, so we're having, on average, uh, somewhere close to 11 grabs a day. Mm -hmm. 
And that's and nationwide. That's nationwide. That's nationwide. Yep. And on every fire incident, you're you're almost at three grabs per fire incident that's yeah. being reported. That that makes a huge difference. When you look at the statistics, 306 deaths from fires, okay, civilian deaths from fires just since the beginning of the year. But you look at what's been accomplished just through a competent search and removal. This training right here absolutely has uh, substance. It matters. Yeah. Well, and we we're we're terrible about telling people. Like, you should do this. Yeah. We're never really explaining the why. Okay. Right? And saying, okay, so here's the technique. It works. Great. But why am I doing this? You know, so that's where the skills comes in. Okay. Show them why. Hey, uh, you know, conditions are driving our tactics, and, and tactics are local. So if you have two-man engine company or a three-man mm-hmm. engine company, that, that plays a different role where people are at. So if if I'm only teaching leg lock drags yeah. and assuming that you're going to find every victim at the feet, and I never show them how to remove a victim out the window um, when their head is found yep. first, or or any of those limb locks that. Or how to rotate it. a body to get their feet out the window. Or how to move the them up and downstairs if yep. you have to. Like yep. all of these things, that is the why, right? Here we're doing this because of this, and this is how you do it. Now we've set them up for more success. Yeah, and, no and that's that's I couldn't be happier with with that. If if they learn those, then I'm happy. Pablo, jump in. Tony, jump in whenever you want. We're going to go to Chief and Blake after that. You know, you put a lot of work in today. You talk about reps a lot. Pablo, you know, the importance of getting those reps in, just like Ramirez, just like brother Rob Ramirez talks about, getting those reps in, getting that work in. And I saw a lot of reps up there today. I saw a lot of guys and girls that were putting that interest into it. They were putting that passion into it. And it was so impressive to see how engaged they were with just simple drags and moving people, that body technique, that dynamic that it takes to get people moved from one side of a room to another. And that's incredible. And that's got to be something with truck work. You know, engine guys get to do searches too. Just saying, okay, we get to do a lot of searches. But your passion with truck work is second to – oh, wait, wait, hold on. I heard Sean say something under the cuff, but we won't go there. But let's – your passion for truck work, man. You, you talk about how you'll go out there and school ladders. You talk about how you'll take that break, you know. I remember one of the podcasts I saw you, and I think it was with Herb and, and, and Rob and the guys uh, and Greg, and you talked about how, hey, man, I'll take a Sunday off because I earn it. I don't want to give the false persona that I am, like, the god of gods here. And, and, and you know, we're, yeah. we're all humble. We're all appreciative of this job. We're all passionate. We have our strengths, our weaknesses. But let's talk about your passion and where that comes into what you do with Sean. Absolutely, man. Uh First and foremost, uh, yeah, you got to be real with yourself. You know, like I put in, uh, uh, compare, to put an analogy, I think the fire service is very similar to to the world of bodybuilding, whatever. I'm not a bodybuilder. I'm just saying, giving a comparison. He eats oatmeal and uh, rice cakes, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, if that. you think about the world of bodybuilding, world of CrossFit, et cetera, et cetera, like if you if you literally go to 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 the gym like seven days a week, at some point or another, you're literally going to kill your body. Um, so, you know, like, uh, I think there is a misconception of like, oh my God, you, you, you throw ladders every day. No, I, I go to work, I go to work and, and, and I put in a lot of consistency, yeah. a lot of, a lot of consistency throughout the year. Uh, there are days that, that obviously we don't, we don't, we don't do stuff, you know, uh, as far as, you know, like whether it be a, 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 a holiday, a birthday, a Sunday, whatever it is, what it is, you know, oh, yeah. you know, we'll take, we'll, 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 we'll run our calls as, as they come in, but you know, we'll, we'll have a, 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 a relaxing day at the firehouse. We might, we might throw some, uh, a YouTube video on, we might discuss something, uh, at the kitchen table, but I oh, think yeah. it's very important to, to, to understand the reality of what, we, uh, of what you're doing. If you, you know, so, um, I loved, uh, I love training. I think I'm very comfortable in my, in my own skin saying that because at this point in, in my career, whoever knows me, it's you know like they know that 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 i want to put in reps and reps matter and every single rep that you do uh makes you better because you legitimately you know shout out to 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 rob ramirez um uh for saying this you know because i'll literally i'll steal it every single day of the week that i can 
you could train your mind into 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 tricking them. You could trick your mind into thinking that you're running a fire every single day. Yeah. You know, so I, I throw ladders every single day. Uh, 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 if we can, literally. Uh, remove a body every single day that, that we are going to designate that day for 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 training purposes. You know, mm-hmm. there are days that we that, that we take off, but for but for the most part, just like bodybuilding, uh, the analogy just goes to bodybuilding. It's the the at the end of the day, consistency uh, is what is what makes and breaks what you're doing for for a living. Uh, so consistency is the name of the key. Uh, I said it uh, a couple of days ago at uh, at Navarre uh, or <clears> on <throat> my personal Facebook. Um, uh, discipline over motivation yeah. motivation will fail you every single you know like everybody goes beast mode at you know like, i'm gonna go beast mode i don't know what the fuck beast mode is there's no <laughs> i don't understand that beast you know like you either you either you either go, lee does lee does you, you either go, go to work you either make yourself go to work or you don't there yeah. there's motivation fails you, yeah. you know so discipline always wins you know so you you do you got to have discipline too like no today we're today's we're going to train today you know yeah. like there are days we are going we are going to train today we're going to put our hands on ladders we're going to stretch lines we're going to manipulate bodies out of uh, out of buildings or whatnot <clears throat> uh, so you have to have discipline anything and you anything you do in your life you have to have discipline from literally from a diet to going to the gym to 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 this wonderful profession that we get to do and and uh and make it a craft. You have to have discipline uh, every single day because motivation will fail. Um, so, yeah, man, we're we're blessed to be up here and and show people real world, down and dirty uh, ways to to move uh, 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 victims out of out of a building. Um, bodies manipulate differently than dummies. Yeah. We do not we do not like using dummies. It's not something that that is in our repertoire. We will always use live victims yeah. uh, because just bodies manipulate. Uh, differently they move differently so you get to understand what an actual limp uh body does yep. um so yeah man uh we're, we're we're pretty blessed to to do this and um you, could, you know uh, I'll, I'll give it up right here i'll just say you could fake a lot of shit and you can't fake passion and at the end of the day you could have literally people will follow you if you have enough passion because they believe in what you're selling uh so anyway, that, no, it's a fucking hardcore truth. And even I struggle with that sometimes, you know, because you want to be out there. You want to demonstrate your capabilities, your abilities as a leader, as a firefighter and as a senior guy in the service. You know, you talk about your experiences in fire. You talk about what you've accomplished, where you've been, what you've done. And all of that is relevant to what we do every day. But here's the thing that I feel we fail at often in chief and even Blake, whomever wants to jump in on this. If, if we're not out there, and motivation, that's a word I'm not fond of, all right? I, all right. I am not a fond lover of the word motivation. And, and the reason why is motivation can be a negative thing, okay? You can motivate people negatively, and that can change a culture. And, Sean, you probably understand that, too. You can motivate somebody into a bad mindset just by your behavior, by your actions, by your lack of discipline. And yet, at the same time, we should be inspiring our people out there. We should be teaching them through our own actions how to be better at their job. We don't have to be perfect, but we got to be damn good at what we do. And inspiring people sometimes is what we need to do just by showing that. And what do you think, Chief? I mean, in your role. I mean, so, you know, like if we're going to piggyback off Sean and Pablo, right? So, Let's talk about the culture that we have in the fire to service, job-wise. Let's talk about our own pandemic, yeah. right? The pandemic of mediocrity. No, right? that's a pan- that's an epidemic. We, we have we have a pandemic in the fire service of mediocrity that it's being accepted. Yeah. And so Sean and Pablo are out here saying, no, we're not going to fucking accept it anymore. Nope. We're going to change it. And here's how we're going to change it. We're going to teach you everything that we know on how to do this, whether it's search, forcible entry, removing victims, whatever. We're going to show you everything we know so that way you – Go forward in your career, and you don't accept mediocrity anymore. Yeah, that's what needs to stop more than anything. 
So, you know, <clears throat> we have a pandemic of mentoring, we have a pandemic of, of lack of leadership, and then we have a pandemic of, of mediocrity. Our ancestors in the fire department would kick our ass right now. Uh, you're talking about guys that retired just oh, in the last absolutely. 10 or 15 years that they probably beat us. our asses and taught us? Absolutely. Yeah. They would kill us if they knew what, we're, what we were accepting as a job. And, and that's the whole purpose. You have groups like Bears of the Oath, and you have groups like with Nick Pepper down in North Florida yeah. and Kurt Isaacson and all that. They're trying to beat the mediocrity, and we have to beat it, and we have to overcome it. And the only way that we can do that is one day at a time, one class at a time, with the most passionate people that you could ever find in the fire service to show up and feed the hungry. Mm-hmm. Every kid that's out here, and I call them kids, but every student that's <laughs> Some out here. Some of them here, are right? kids, yeah. Right? Yeah, well, fuck, I'm yeah. a kid compared Kiddos. to some people, right? So, there you go, but, Tony. But every person out here, mm-hmm. they're here because they're hungry. Mm-hmm. They want to be fed, so we got to feed them. Yep. So, you know, and if you feed them that passion, they'll never go hungry. What you so got, Tony? Spend on that. When you get done with fire school, what do we call fire school? Minimum standards. Boom. Exactly. We start at the bottom already. Exactly. Yep. So that's, there's we start our problem, and what happens is we end up these guys come here, and they learn the basics, all right? But what they don't do is they don't expand on the basics. Right. So we've got guys out here today. Um, and we've had them doing force entry, and yeah. it's new to them. Why? Because they haven't had reps on it. Mm-hmm. It's it's we, we taught you in fire school, correct? However, you know, if you don't keep up on it, and that's what problem is, is the mediocrity is it's gotten me by so far. We've got guys I've got, and every department has it. Sixteen years on the job, they haven't taken a single thing past minimum standards. That's right. They did the certain classes, ultra classes to advance. Sure. But have they been to a conference? Have they done anything? So there's part of that that culture and else and the mentorship where it comes. I know as a, as a company officer, mentorship is very big on me. Leadership is very big on me. Um, I lead by example. I try to. You know, pub was my tailboard. I'm fortunate as all get out to have it as my tailboard. Yeah. It's easy going. But, and we don't train every single day. And if we told you that, we'd be full of garbage. You know, nobody does. That. We'd be lying. Exactly. Yeah. And we're not going to lie. And, and here's the thing, but I'm going to be made to feel, because of certain things with social media, that I'm a bad company officer because I don't practice what I preach and practice every day. And You know what I mean? That happens. But here's the thing. Let's expand on that real quick. Are you trying to walk a white picket fence lifestyle as an officer, or are you trying to be a fucking officer? Trying to be an officer. Okay. Let's talk about the day to day. What we got to do with that bugle. All right. Oh, yeah. We got a million fucking things we got to do with a bugle on our collar. All right. Absolutely. We got senior guys that can step up for us and can help us out where needed and be those mentors. And we're going to expand on mentoring because I know that's something Chief over here is very passionate about, and it's something we're lacking in this service. I think and. I often refer to it as the great uh, departure of the fire service, in a sense, back in the 2008, 2009, 10, 11, 12 era, where you got guys and girls jumping ship because there was no prospect in the fire service anymore. You had the recession, the economy tanked, jobs were there, but you know what? They weren't appealing to anybody if there were no raises, incentives, the retirement didn't matter. And in some cases, politicians in Florida were trying to take those retirements away from us, all right, for those that remember. But here's the thing. It took away that 10 to 15 year style of thought process, that mentoring disappeared. And then you had that one to five and that 20 to 30 group. And who wants to train to one to five if you're 20 to 30? You're tired. You're done with your career. So mentoring disappeared. And I saw it in a lot of different departments where you had huge gaps. And not just that, that might be where we lost a lot of the training culture, where we lost a lot of the interest in going to conferences in a sense. Maybe we lost the desire to go to the fire college in Florida, take a class, take something to learn. 
even go online for that matter. Search YouTube. You know what I love to do? I like going to Stockton Fire on YouTube and watching some of them do their work. They are they burn four or five times a day in some cases, and they, they put that shit up there. And I learned so much by watching them do the work they do. It's amazing. And I incorporate that into some of my tactics classes. Like, look what they're doing. This is what we should be doing. Let's learn from them. But mentoring, I think, is something that's coming back. And guys sitting at this table right now, all believe that same fucking thing. We all bring something different to the table, whether it's mentoring in the sense we want to change culture, whether it's mentoring in the sense we want to develop the future into the next level of officers, whether they're going to be a chief or a bugle or two bugles, everyone's sitting here, or help a brother who's down, like Blake with Nextrung, yep. and he's there giving brothers guidance, brothers and sisters guidance when they're at their lowest point in their life. Every one of, this, every one of us at this table brings some level of fucking passion which matters. And that's where mentoring and that's where having a level of love and appreciation for this craft comes into play as well, especially for your brothers and sisters. Absolutely. Well, you know, and if I can jump on what Tony said real quick about the minimum standard, right? Fire schools, and I want everybody to hear me on this, fire schools of an America are failing the fire service we right make you now. Employable. That, yes, they make them employable and that is it. Fire schools in America <clears throat> are making the fire service uh, a downgraded job. In my opinion, right? Okay. Because I teach at a fire school, right? And I'm proud to teach at a fire school. Yeah. But I teach different methods than, than what most instructors teach. Okay. Right. And and I heard something not too long ago, and it, it made my skin crawl. They said, who is the most important person oh, on the I, fire I scene? Say I hate that. Yes. And, and someone said, us. And they said, you're exactly right. And I wanted to vomit. Wow. Us, us. Remember, it's not us. my. It's not your emergency. Right. Oh, if you're God. not, if you're not safe, <laughs> then you can't help people. Right. Oh. No. And so I make sure that when I teach, I go over there and I say, "Hey, you are going to take an oath, right? We're here, right? Mm -hmm. Bears of the oath. You're mm -hmm. going to take an oath that you're going to do everything in your power to to help these citizens that you serve, including death, right? Yeah. yeah. We are supposed to train and train more and train more to be prepared to die for the people we serve." And so you have to understand going into it, you are not important on the fire scene at all. The only thing that's important on the fire scene is your actions towards that citizen and making sure the fire goes out and their lives get saved. Yep. That's it, right? So I think if, if we could somehow take everything that we're all talking about and incorporate it into a fire school and change the culture of the fire school, then the culture of the fire service would come around a little bit faster. Searchable and survivable, okay, or searchable versus survivable, okay? I think that is probably one of the best classes and concepts that teach you how to do a risk assessment the right way. Okay, you've got to be able to understand buildings. You've got to understand their dynamics, their failures, where they fail, how they fail, what threshold they can fail at. You've got to know what you're dealing with before you walk into a building. And that also determines where you're going to go, especially if you're going to perform a rescue. And that's something. And, Tony, if you wanted to chime in on that, too, and that's right, you need to understand there is an importance to doing a risk assessment. Nobody, not even the military, goes into battle without doing a risk assessment. But you've got to understand why you're doing that risk that's assessment. Right. Well, and, and do you think the military goes overseas at 19 years old and says, I'm here for me? Hell no. No. They go over there. They serve their country. That's right. Just like we serve our communities. That's it. So we got to have the same mentality. They go over there. Okay, what does Kyle Romney say, right? Compartmentalize the fire and kill it, right? So we got to compartmentalize the bad culture and we got to kill it. The military goes overseas and they compartmentalize the enemy and they kill them. Yeah. So we need to do that. We've got to start doing that in our lessons and in our mentoring. Go ahead, Lee. Nobody forced you to come work at the fire department. No? That's you made right. the choice. You made the choice. You made the choice to come to the fire service. That's right. 
Absolutely. Uh, one issue you run to with different leadership, so all, their, all departments, we've all had this happen. All right. For the guys that go to conferences and go to their trains or else, your department will label you a cowboy. Mm-hmm. All right. All your little ways, bad things, bad things. How, with us becoming more familiar with our job through reps, training, getting better at it, isn't that a better risk assessment? Are we better trained to do the jobs we can do? Absolutely. So and and what, happens, yeah. what happens to professional athletes when they don't perform? Uh, they get benched. fired. Right. Fired, bench, cut, get moved to another team. Right. We need to treat ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Pablo just said it, right? We got, it, it's all about training and about the way we diet, the way we work out, the way we come into work. So if we're not performing when we get to work, we're, we're athletes. Yeah. Right? So if we're not performing to those standards, why are we keeping them around? Well, why aren't we mentoring this next generation to understand that, though? Boy, you're going to go on for about two hours right no, now. No, but we need to expand on that shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's start with that, though. Why aren't we mentoring enough? If we're going to take the role of senior guy or company officer, why aren't we out there expanding the minds of the kids that walk through our door? Right? Yeah, you can. Come on, Pablo, get in here. Because it's a different generation that gets in, man. If you think about it right now, like, I, 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 <clears throat> I always ask this question, you know, like, how and when, you know, and it, it's a rhetorical right now. Don't You don't have to answer it because, like I said, we'll be here for two hours. But, yeah. like, how and when did you get into the fire service? How and when did you get into the fire service? When you talk when you talk to a hard charger getting into the fire service, they usually fell in love with the fire service before they understood what the fire service was about. So let me expand on that for a second. Okay. So when I get into the fire service, you know, I'm blessed enough to be, literally go through my through through my fire academy and and be taught by hard chargers blessed enough to get through to to to, to, a, to a fire department to 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 the fire department that i'm currently employed at um and and be blessed enough to be around a lot of hard chargers so i found i fell in love with the job before i knew about the job like before i knew about the perks before before i knew about the schedule before i knew about the recliners before i knew about any of that stuff i was like holy shit we get to what do you mean we get to we have to watch a movie if we got nothing to do. Whatever. You know what I'm talking? Like, there's perks that come to this job that it is what it is. Let's just, let's be honest. We have perks that come with this job. Oh, yeah, we do. And yeah. I, fell, I fell in love with this profession, being a fireman, before I knew about any of that stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, nowadays, because obviously there's, you know, social media, everybody talks, everybody this, um, campaigns to, 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 to just get everybody to, 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 uh, to apply to, to, uh, uh, to our beautiful profession you know like it literally now you have campaigns that will tell you like come work for us and you get to um you know you get to work 10 days a month you get to uh on downtime you get to have a, a second job on on downtime you get to relax at the station yada 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 so like there's literally there's literally a, an influx of individuals of every walk of life that come into this job without loving the job first and knowing the perks that come with the job. So when they come in knowing the perks that, that the job has, you tend to not respect it as much. You tend to be like on a, on, you know, you tend to come in and you're like, oh, what do you mean we got to, we're, we're training today. Can we, can we just yeah. hang out? Why can't I just go, why can't I go to the gym? Why can't I go to the gym and work out? Why can't I, why can't I lift? Why can't I do this? Why can't, you know, like, and they, they, they don't want to put in that extra time that, you know, like that, that us, that, and, and, and individuals like us legitimately fell in love with first. Like, I le- legitimately like doing everything from fucking PR uh, because I, 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 like, I like being out. I, I don't like being at the firehouse. If we're having a, a slow day, get in the rig and, 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 and roll around the area. Mm-hmm. Like, I like uh, if I'm on an aerial shooting, shooting a building. Random stuff. I'm not allergic to my gear. I don't mind getting in that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like there, there are individuals that, that 
don't like that or don't do that because they did not fall in love with the fire service first when they got into it. They literally got into it because it was like, well, that looks like a good job with solid benefits and a lot of time off. If you get into the profession with, because it's a good job with solid benefits and a lot of time off without understanding what the job is before, then that's the trickle effect of why we're having an issue moving forward, if that makes any sense. No, makes absolutely. Sense. You see this badge right here? This is my grandfather's, 1950s, 1960s, North Riverside, Illinois. My other grandfather was a captain. I wish I had his badge as well. This is one of the reasons and one of the main reasons why I joined the fire service right here. Growing up, listening to them talk about why they loved the fire service. They were fucking volunteers. Absolutely. Okay. They did this for free. They had their own careers. I didn't get into this because I was looking to get in a recliner. Exactly. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Running 20 calls a shift, 15 calls a shift. I like that recliner when I can get to it. I get it. But let me tell you something. This badge right here. And the conversations we had in the early days of my career is the very fucking reason why I sit here today and do what I do. This badge, my grandfather's badge. On, once again, multiple stories, and we could. I'm sure because, like, like I said, we're all. You know, I get to the point where we, you meet enough people that <laughs> you meet enough people that I was about to say MF boys. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, we've already crossed that yeah, threshold, yeah. Pablo. So, you might as well just yeah, stop yeah, and man, just I'm, do it. Let it happen. So <laughs> you, you, you meet enough people out there that, that you understand who the hard charges are and who not. And every hard charge has got has got the same has got the same story. You know, like they, they fell in love with it. You know, be, be anything from oh I was a little kid and and I just love fire trucks yada yada to like oh uh, uh, there was an there was an incident in my house in which the fire department came and 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 helped a, a, a family member out. You know to to something as simple something as simple as a a young man going into a fire academy that looks at an instructor and says man i like the way you present yourself and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that by the way for all the all the all the men out there in the in the audience listening there's nothing wrong with looking at uh, at another dude and be like bro i like what you stand for yeah like yeah. you you dude you carry yourself well you you present yourself well like you you articulate well like man you love the job you're knowledgeable you're passionate I like what that dude is standing for. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. So everything, anything that that gives gives someone that spark, anything from the little kid that sees the fire truck to the to the to to a family member that got helped by a fireman to just literally going to a fire academy and looking at, at an instructor and saying, I like the way you fucking handle your shit, bro. Mm -hmm. Anything of that that makes you fall in love with the job before you know what the job is about. Yeah. You're going to have a fucking employee for years. Yep. That is, and I apologize for using the word employee, you're going to have a fucking hard charger. Yeah. That's you what are. you're going to have. Well, you know, and like you're saying, I mean, the, the way that we advertise for fire departments, we're breeding 24 and 48-hour firemen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right? So Absolutely. we're breeding like you're only a fireman for your set shift. Mm -hmm. That's it. There's not one person out here this weekend that's a 24 or 48-hour fireman. No. I'm supposed to be at work today and tomorrow. I'm taking time off to come here yeah. because it's worth it. Yeah. Right? Because we're feeding the hungry. Everybody here has a job, but they're here and they're training and they're taking time off. All these vendors, they're not 24 or 48 hour or 40 hour employees either. You know, they're here doing what we need to do to help breed sure. the, the, the fire service that we want and the culture that, that the fire service was built on, you know, and that's, and that's what gets me fired up is, is you hit the nail on the head because the way that we advertise jobs, it's you're only a fireman for 24 hours at a time for, you know, 10 days a month. And, and that's bullshit. I'm, I'm going to hit it from a different side, actually, because, I mean, you guys have solid points, but I'm going to say part of it's our probationary periods. And, and whether that's from entry-level firefighter to a promotion where you have a probationary period or whatever, uh, we always go, oh, you have a year. That's unacceptable. I'm sorry. You might set the time frame at a year, yeah, but we need to be gauging things more than that, all right? 
you have 90 days to get a good handle on what this job takes from you or expects yeah. from you. Me personally, if I look at you and in 90 days you can't figure your shit out, I don't fucking want you. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Because likelihood of you changing from 90 days to a year, I'm not saying it can't happen, but likelihood is is not good because what we happen to do is this. Hey, here's your uh, here's your six month evaluation. Everything is excellent. Or oh, really? middle of the road. Right. So what you're saying is I cannot improve. Or, you know, you got guys that, that maybe they fall under their friends who happen to be their, their leaders in the department or whatever. They don't want to give those guys a bad mark to hurt their friendship. Moral of the story is I have to constantly evaluate you. At any point that I got to give you correction, mm-hmm. I expect improvement. And if that improvement isn't happened, then the next time I have to talk to you, I'm going to tell you one thing. Hey, man, this is the second time. Do not let there be a third. Yep. If there's a third, you will not make it to your year. Yeah. Do I make myself clear? Trim that fat. We have a hard like, problem in our fire service with, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. They're a good person. Yeah. Great. Good, pre- good people. That's awesome. I like good people, but let's be, let's be real. I have expectations of what you need to be doing. And just because you're a good person doesn't mean that you can, you can meet those expectations. Not everybody's cut out for this. Business. Not everybody's cut out for this. What is that? This shit ain't for everyone. That's right. Yeah. That's so true. Bottom line is, <laughs> let no man's T-safe. ghost return T-safe. to say his training let him down. I love that. That's it. Point I'm getting at is at a certain point, everybody got an application for the fire department, yeah. and on that application generally has job duties. So you can't say, "Well, I didn't know." Bullshit. Yes, you did, because you signed your name to it and it went to HR. And you, when you went to the interview, you you gave a bunch of shit, canned answers, whatever it was. You better be living your interview every day. Yeah. If you sold yourself as something and then you're not that person, then we as a fire department need to understand, hey, this is not good for you. It's not good for me, but it's really not good for our citizens. I wish you the best of luck. We'll hire somebody else. I don't give a shit if you have 12 vacancies. That's it. We do not hire just to fill vacancies. We hire for the right people, for the right job, for the culture we want. End of discussion. So you've got to look at character. And I feel like we often fail to address character of the candidate when they come into that interview. We can do any kind of testing on tactics or any kind of ifsta test you throw in front of them that would they would have taken out of standards to get certified. And they can take that same test to get hired in a department. But if we don't test their character, if we don't give them that ability to demonstrate who they truly are, that suit means nothing. Just as much as the bugle on my collar doesn't mean shit unless I demonstrate the character and the ability to react as that officer with that bugle on my collar. So the suit means nothing in the grand scheme of things. And I want to expand on that real quick, if you don't mind, Chief. Mm -hmm. We talk about that 90 days. All right, so course correction. We're not doing it enough, okay? Too many officers are either over-course correcting or under-course correcting. We're not meeting the middle ground of, okay, we can't just go right to paper on everything. We can't just discipline every single act. I fuck up every day, all right? You fuck up, you fuck up, everybody fucks up. If we don't acknowledge that, then we're hurting those that we're trying to help when they do fuck up because now we're only going right to the discipline. We do have to set standards. We do have to mentor them. We do have to guide them. And at the same time, set those expectations. Like for me, Proby, good attitude walking in the door. You said it best. I don't care if you can clean a toilet. I don't care if you can mop a floor. Hell, you both might have said it at the same time. But I want you to show up with a good attitude because guess what? You may screw up today, but I'm going to be there to help you. And if I don't know how to fix it, I got someone else who can help me help you fix it. And that's the bottom line. 
But then we got to think about once we get off that year, how do we keep them engaged in the service? If you're not going to be a good company officer by giving them the tools to get past the first five years, which I think are the most important years of anyone's Absolutely. profession, you have the biggest growth potential in five years, then you're failing them. And they're going to be recliner jockeys in years five, six, seven, eight, and through the rest of their career. And maybe sit on a tanker job somewhere, maybe get on a truck that's slow in a a station that doesn't run, but maybe two calls a shift and they don't have that requisite knowledge. No, I was just going to jump in. So one of the things that that I think is so important and and something that I live by is that words without action are dead. Damn straight. Right. So we we claim to be firemen or firefighters, whatever you you are, man or woman. Uh, We're we're all firefighters, right? So that that word, there's action behind that word. So that's something that I live by. That's something that I say that I am. So there's action that has to back up our words, right? Because if we don't do it, then we're just talking. Yep. And so that's how I approach, even with Next Drunk, obviously. But, I mean, words without without action, we're dead. So we don't just raise awareness for the mental health. Like, we actually tackle it by what we yes. do. But that's, that's because that's how I live my life. And so as a fireman, no matter where you are in your career, if you've just started or if you've been on for, you know, 15 or 20-plus years, when you – tell someone what you do for a living, there's action that has to back that up. It's not just showing up to work. I mean, everybody can show up to work. That doesn't mean that they actually do the job. Yeah. And so there's got to be action behind it, no matter where you are or, you know, what seat you're riding in or anything like that. We all have to show up and actually be a part and do what we, we said that we were going to do. And that's one of the biggest things for me is, is, man, you got to show up and actually, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, because we work in an unpredictable environment. Okay, exactly. yeah, we get the medical calls, we get the standard stuff, but there's always room for that unpredictable. And you got to understand that's going to hit us. It's going to hit us when we least expect it because it's called the unfucking predictable. So we've got to be able to embrace that. We show up at 8 a.m. We got to be ready to put our boots on the truck and get ready to go to work. Yeah. It's a bottom line effort there. What do you think, Chief? I think absolutely. I mean, I think everybody here is just, I mean, they're just dropping bombs tonight. And this is what I love about it, right? Because this, like this podcast in itself is mentoring people. This this podcast is teaching people. People are going to listen to this and they're going to say like, oh shit, like that's me and I need to change, right? So we talk about the 90 day probation versus a year and we talk about the actions, right? And it all leads down to mentoring, Yeah. right? So in my opinion, the reason that mentoring is lacking is because of, of people like us, right? Well, I mean, not exactly like us because we're fucking here, but people that have our tenure that aren't doing their job. Mm-hmm. They're sitting on – they're already couch potatoes. They're already sitting on the couch. They're already treating them like shit instead of just being nice to them. Yeah. And and they're not teaching them anything, right? And and so my, my biggest heartburn with it all is that how many times does a new kid walk into the fire station – and it's told that you owe the fire department. Yeah. You owe us, right? Well, my question back is why do they owe us? Well, they gave it they we gave you a job. Okay, well, to get that job, he or she had to take a written test, had to pass a panel interview, a physical agility, pass a chief yeah. interview, a lie detector test, some of them had to pass a psych exam, right? They earned their fucking spot. Right? Okay. Now they're hungry because they went to a shitty fire school. Yep. And it's up to us to take them under the wing and say, this is how you become a fireman. This is how you search. This is how you do this. Go ahead, Chief, when you're finished. Oh, no. Well, I mean, I'm just saying it's like we've got to step up and do it. I had an old head took me under his wing. His name was Pops, right? We called him Pops. His name was Mike Lean. And he told me all the time, he said, I am going to make you love this job. That's it. 
Yeah. He's going to teach me to love this job. And he said, and if at the end of the time that I'm done training you, if you don't love it, then you might as well quit because there's nobody else that's going to teach you more than me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, and that's it. Like, honestly, here, here's how I personally feel about it. We talk about tenure. Yeah, I have 16 years on the job. I have worked with guys who have uh, officers' positions and in a role of leadership, if that's what you want to call it, who have equal amount of time. My approach as a firefighter, because I hold no rank in my agency, right? Mm -hmm. My approach is I want to teach you everything I know, and I know that I'm going to learn from you too, and this is a partnership. We are in this together, right? Absolutely. So the best part of that is there's there's knowledge exchange, there's respect that comes between those those individuals who do that, and you form a bond. You really do. Like you don't want to see anything bad happen to that person. You want to help them every way you can. Yep. That becomes your circle. That's right. So we talk about circle of trust, circle of influence, things like that. Mm -hmm. My opinion on on one of the reasons why we are where we are today is entry level firefighters come in. Hey man, clean up my shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Period. What the hell? We spend more time teaching them how to clean the toilet and, and giving them yep. do, like. Uh, assignments uh, of cleaning like being janitor so to speak and then we we hide behind this thing that's like well if i can't trust you to change the toilet paper yeah. how am i supposed to trust you on a fire ground and my my rebuttal to that is well if i can't trust you to teach me how to do this fucking job how am i supposed to trust you on a fire that's ground? right uh, get out i mean that's the way it goes what if you don't know the apparatus you're driving the equipment that you're working yeah. with what if you can't operate the saws you can't identify what ladder you need to use mm -hmm. to access a window how to remove a down firefighter with that same ladder if you had to go into a writ situation there are so many things that we fail to give them the knowledge on but you're right we beat their heads you know, in the fucking dirt jump in there real quick. go ahead yeah, yeah all no, of you no honestly and uh, and i love that and i say this all the time even to our to to any type of new hire recruits that we do or any any type of senior men listen um you you're the, i get it you're you're a newer individual yep. you're new, so you're going to pick up the slack. Picking up the slack in the firehouse is completely different than being the slave at a firehouse. True. Yep. Not, you're yeah. not there to literally <clears throat> clean up my shit. You're not there. I'm not going to dump dishes on you all day long. I'm not going to throw coffee pots across the uh, the, the, the damn firehouse. I work coffee every 10 minutes. No, 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 no. You're there to, you're there to pick up the slack. After dinner, when the dishes need to be done... You're going to do dishes. I yeah. get. It. I understand that. I didn't you know, do that. Through, throughout throughout the day, like if I'm going to walk, if I'm going to go walk into the bathroom, and and, and for whatever reason, toilet paper needs to be changed, and I'm the one that's going to go take a shit. I'm going to change the toilet paper. Mm -hmm. The hell do I need to call a pro before? Right. Like it is right. what it is now. But here's here's where we fail. So you need to take. So it needs to be set the standard. You need you're there to take up the slack. But this is where we fail them as either officers or senior men. It doesn't matter. Well, I need, this is the one thing that kind of is a pet peeve of mine. I need you to know exactly where everything is on the rig, blah, blah, blah. So you spend the next fucking month and a half or two months where it's like the, the guy's just going over the rig. Like, like listen, man, I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint. Two years ago, the Halligan was in the high, in the high side compartment. Unless yeah. I move it next shift to fuck with you, the Halligan is going to be in the high side compartment. Right. So you have a couple shifts. You have a shift to figure out where everything is on the rig. We don't need to be slamming doors on scene. No. 100%. After you figure out, after after we've come to a conclusion where you know everything is on the rig, I guarantee you that Halligan ain't going to move unless I move it to fuck with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now we need to start realizing what's on the rig. Like yeah. The, mm. it, the Halligan. How do, you know, what, what, what are the specs of it? How do we use it? Mm -hmm. You know, the ladders. What are the specs of them? How do we throw them? Right. Exactly. The TNT tools, or we use TNT in my department. The TNT, the TNT, the TNT tool. Uh, so tools. do we. Good tools. Exactly. Good you know? tools. 
Uh, what are the capabilities of the spreaders? How much how much do they spread? How much do they crush? The the cutters, et cetera, et cetera. How much do they cut? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can literally, now we go from the, I need you to know where everything is on the rig to, no, no, no. You know how to, you know what the specs are, everything on the rig. And then from there, we go, we use the progression. Now we go from, hey, can you teach me how to do, can you do a teach back? Hey, man, you, you, you know everything is on the rig. You know the specs of the rig. All right, today we're going to do a teach back. I need you to I need you to to tell me how to use how to properly use this halogen. How to uh, you know, can you tell me about these spreaders? Can you tell me about these cutters? Yep. Hey, can you tell me about your 24 foot extension? What 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 manufacturer is it? How much does it weigh? You know, yeah, alkalites or shit, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Heavies. <laughs> so you know, all opinions so, further bear. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into the progression of mentoring someone or or talking to someone that is new to the firehouse that yeah. goes well beyond. I need you to make coffee all day, and I need you to know where everything is on the rig. No, 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 no. Those are things that should be a. You need to take up slack. Yeah. Because you're the new guy, you're you're gonna you're, you're gonna take up the slack for the day, but you're not a slave. That's B, and 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 or A, excuse me, and then B, you just need to figure out like after you figure out where everything is on the rig. Now let's figure out how to work everything right. on the rig. You know, and uh, we we fail, we fail people that we you straight see, up fail. And, and, and those we, we fail one. Yeah, and those rookies they should know. Like when they get past that point, they should know those spreaders have 125,413 pounds of pressure when they spread. Yeah, they need to know that, right? They need to know. That the sixth rung on a 24-foot ladder is the middle of the ladder, and the seventh rung on a 28, right? They need to know these things, right? You have to teach them that because they don't learn that shit in fire school, no, they right? Don't. They know they how to don't. toss them in fire school, but that's all they can it. do. And, uh, yeah, I mean, barely toss, toss them, toss them right? right? Toss them. Drag them. Yeah, God <laughs> forbid, don't oh, drag God, them. Oh God, don't right? scrape a building. So, God forbid. And then coming yeah. back, oh, don't step over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah can't all do that other bullshit, right? It's all terrible. I mean, this whole conference needs to be canceled now. Wait, wait, because there's ladders scraping a building right now. What the hell? Yeah, it's not even. Butted. What a yeah. shame. I yeah. mean, are you telling me to take the bucket of the tower and tap the building with it? Jesus Christ, right? <laughs> so, but, and then coming back to like what, what Sean was saying earlier, right? So, I, I want to take everybody at this table and put your mindset as a battalion chief, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a rookie at station three. First day on the job, 6.05 in the morning, right? We start shift at 6. 6.05 in the morning, make a working fire. He dies. She dies, right? This is what I tell my officers. Do you want to go look at that family in their face and say, well, we were fucking them up or we were telling about toilet paper or we were or we were jacking with them over what ice cream they bought? Or do you want to tell them, like, they were checking the rig, we were going over air packs when the fire dropped, they were doing the best of their ability at that moment when God clicked their ticket and there was nothing we could do to stop it. Yeah, but you just opened a door. You opened a huge fucking door. Why are you going to become a Lou? Why are you going to become a captain? Right. Why are you going to become a battalion chief? Because if you're not willing to make sure they have exactly. that knowledge – and you only focus on the little shit that's irrelevant, that's right. then that's exactly the conversation you're going to have with that family member mm-hmm. if you have to go knock on their door because you've got no substance. None. You've got to be willing to engage these kids. Yeah. All right? Pablo hit on something really important. Teaching back, okay? Let's talk about the importance of teaching back. What are you doing every shift with your probies? All right? Are they teaching you things that you didn't even know? Like, for instance, probies, they come into my station. They're doing NIOSH reports every shift. You know why? Well, it's sombering, but at least they know how people died in our service and why they can prevent that from happening to them. They teach me and the crews how to use the equipment on our truck. Why? Because they're going to be dependent one day to do so in my absence or my senior guy's absence, so they need to know how to do what they're doing. The other thing is that attitude aspect, okay? 
just because they're off probation or they're nearing the end of it. And that's another problem right there. You get these kids that pass that nine-month test, that eight-month test, and they're right there on the cusp of probation. And guess what kicks in automatically? That light of ego. Okay, That bulb flashes above their head. Look at me. Look at me. I'm part of you now. But what dues have you paid and what blood have you shed to earn that fucking title? Yeah, I'm going to touch on that real quick because I see it in a a lot today's fire services. Fire departments are young. Yeah. When you you talk about you have a mass exodus of senior members and and the majority of your fire department has five years or less on the job, then then that's impactful. Like, what did they learn in those five years, right? If they were if they were just learning nothing and they're just doing time, then those are your next leaders. Yeah, those are also the guys that teach the 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 ones coming in. So, yeah. like new members, like react to unspoken expectations. There right? you go. So if I don't grab a hold of you and say, "Hey, man, listen, I haven't been doing this a terribly long time, maybe five years, whatever. I have fucked up a lot. Oh. I learned this. <laughs> I had this awesome captain taught me a lot of shit. I have a duty to you." For you to know that too, yeah. So you, one, you don't repeat my same mistakes, but two, that you become better than me. Mm-hmm. All right, that's half the battle. So when when we talk about like progression and moving forward and, and everything else, yeah. If you're five years in, well, let's let's go back a little bit. Let's say you get off probation. Mm-hmm. What I have seen is all of a sudden I have a year on the job. I fucking know everything. Okay. When when I got 15 years on the job and I got a two year guy trying to tell me what the fuck to do. I'm look at you like you're crazy. Yep. Not that what you have to say isn't important, but when you have that attitude of, I'm off probation, yeah. I'm one of you, no, 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 you're not. Because I can promise you, in your two years of limited experience, you have not done what some of the 15, 16, 17, 18-year guys in this department have done, yeah. whether you like them or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right? So understand, one, be careful who you choose to listen to. That's, yeah. that's huge. But two, man, there's that level of respect that has just gone by the wayside. Once you get off probation... I made it. I made it. Yeah. No, you did not. That is just the bare minimum expectation of you to be a member of this organization. Congratulations for a whole year. You busted your ass. Now I'm going to really see what you're made of. So right. let's let's throw a right. lesson of humility out there. 21 years, I still don't know everything. And today watching you guys up there taught me something, working with the guys I work with in my department that are passionate about training. They teach me something every time we go to train. And yeah, you get the ones that show up and they grumble about it. And don't get me wrong. It can suck some days, but that's part of our job. And that's the other thing. Are we not identifying with their needs? And okay, as a leader, are we failing to recognize their learning habits, their potential, and what we can do? Because I think far too often the senior guys in the service don't want to engage the younger guys because they don't identify with their needs. They don't understand what they are or who they are DNA-wise, right? And they often just deter their efforts. They don't put any effort into identifying, getting to know them as a person so they know how to educate them. And a good company officer needs to understand people in order to learn their needs and their abilities and their weaknesses. So you come take my class tomorrow, you'll hear all about that shit. Yeah, it's the fire service version of so, being a toddler. Yeah. Hey, here's your tablet. Right, yeah, right. You want to show up a fire when you're like, all right, the bright lights, flashy lights, they're good. It's fun. It makes noise. I dig it. Go ahead, Chief. Well, man, that's what I'm saying. I mean, when you when you think, like, okay, so tomorrow I'm going to talk about mentoring the young, and I'm going to talk about my, my process that I developed after my own failures in leadership as okay. an officer. Right on. Right? So it's a five-step process. It's you need to sit them down. You have to ask about their life. You have to ask them how they learn. You have to show them pride. You have to love them, and then you have to do your job. 
wow, I feel like I'm afraid to take your class because right. we're going to be like teaching almost the same stuff over hey, the course oh, of the no, weekend. Shit, come on with it. That's beautiful. That's I love yeah, it. That's that's it. it. Like minded people. No, I know. I just don't want you to think I'm taking your stuff Hell from you, man. No. I don't want the, you to the ever more think people that. We have damn. And I'll tell you, I see beautiful. this. In, I see this in the search realm a, a lot. The more people we have pushing the same agenda is how we make forward progress. Yeah. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yep. If we can get I some of it, these, Chief. if we can get some of these drags and, and techniques into the fire academies, man, that's that's progress. That yep. means everybody yep. coming and gets taught that same thing. When it comes with culture or leadership or any of that stuff, that shit makes a difference too. So the more people on board pushing that same agenda, look, you might only cover Florida, you might only cover Texas, yep. you know, you might cover Georgia, whatever the case is. One person cannot do this alone. No. So if we get on nope. the same team and we stop being like, that guy's stealing my shit, and we realize, like, man, you know what? That guy's right. That guy, that guy's speaking the same message I am. I am. And yeah. he's doing yep. it all over the place, which means we're reaching more people. That's how you change the fire service. And these egos of, man, well, I've been teaching this for X amount of time. That guy doesn't fucking know nothing, or he took that from me. Good. I'm glad something took Ultimate took compliment. Damn straight, because Ultimate I want them to teach it better than the next person. That's right. And, and expand it. on that. Refine exactly. It. Okay. We teach classes, yeah. and we do all these things in the name of making the fire service better. Then we get pissed off when somebody fucking does the same thing we're doing, and yeah. we'd be judgmental, and it's like, who are you? Well, who am I? Yeah. Right? Who am I? Yeah. The, 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 the bottom line is, if you want to change the culture of the fire service, the more people that have that hand, their hand in that pie, the right easier on. it will be. Right on. If we're fighting each other, uh, you know, and this is even inside the firehouse, if we're fighting each other on stuff, we're just taking giant leaps backwards. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if you take a job at McDonald's today yeah, and you move to freaking Wisconsin tomorrow, yeah, I promise you, you will walk into McDonald's and know exactly how to do your job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's what we want for the fire service. We need to start working together. Absolutely. Like drop yep. the egos and just get on board. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A does it. You go to Chick-fil-A it. in Georgia, yep. you go to Chick-fil-A in Miami, and it's like, man, that is badass service. It's literally the, the equivalent of you of you being angry that someone else is doing uh, peer, peer fitness work or peer support work, excuse me, or support work. Like, seriously? Like, no. We, the objective is to get everybody on the same page and save a life. Right. And that's what and that's what frustrates me so much in the fire services. Where did we come up with this mantra or this culture or this attitude that that I I can't be copycatted? Yeah. Right. I mean, I've I've heard of people uh, knocking on other people because their conference copies theirs or they they took advantage of a bad of a bad situation and and formed something. Yeah. What? Like, if I wanted to start the Jacob Johnson Leadership Conference, I would go to Shane, or I would go to Howard Reinwald, or I'd go to Isaacson, or I'd go to Nick, or I'd go to y'all and say, hey, how the fuck do I do it? Yeah. Absolutely. How do I do it? Right? Yeah. Y'all are y'all are kicking ass at it. I want to kick ass at it. How do I do it? Amen. You know, so, but the thing is, is that for whatever it is in the service, people want to tear down other people, brothers, right? So they speak this brotherhood, but then they want to fuck them up. And they've never even sat down and have a conversation with them, drank a Jameson with them. You, that person can't tell them what your intentions are. Yeah, They can't true. tell you what your message is. Now, don't get me wrong. In the words of Captain Master, right, there's shitbags in the job. Yep. We know it. But there's shit bags everywhere. You but there's shit bags everywhere. Yeah. You can go to fucking NASA tomorrow, and fucking I'm sure that there's fucking one astronaut out there that's like, hey, you don't want to fucking go to space with that stupid guy. Yeah. They're all fucking astronauts. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on. That that's 25. Yeah. Okay, that's 25. <laughs> I've been counting in my yeah, head. Yeah. Okay. You know, like it's, yeah. we we get into a false sense of, of like, oh, there's shit bags in our job. Right. There's fucking shit bags. Bags everywhere. Nurses, 26. Yes. Uh, they, they, it, mechanics. You, you know, like, yeah. it is what yeah. it is. There's literally people that suck at every walk of life. 
Yeah, 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 I would love to know. I would. I do not know an astronaut. If anybody out there, swear to God, knows a fucking guy that works for NASA, Houston or or Cape Canaveral, please, please chime in. Please send the text message. Right. Because I want to know. One of those guys got to be like, dude, you're going to space with you know with with Jake over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Nope. Bro, well, nope. It has to be, bro. Yeah. And and that's and that's my thing. It's like why why do we do that to each other? Why why do we sit here and talk down about each other? Right? Like. Oh, you, you're, you're just copying me. You don't know what you're doing, man. Get security. Yeah, yeah it's called. It's gotta uh, be. I'm gonna let Blake talk because I know he's got something. To go say. ahead, Blake. No. Go ahead. Throw it out there, man. <laughs> Put it out there. Real quick, uh, the closest thing that I've seen. There's two things actually. The closest thing that I've seen to us reaching that has been search culture. Yeah. All of us guys seem to work together pretty well. Yeah. And you know, Kyle when he did the engine company resurrection. That was probably one of the most informative pages yeah. I've ever seen where guys legit can be like, hey, man, I'm teaching this. Can you help me? And they'll post their own videos. Yeah. Like, hey, and it's it's constructive. Hey, look, try this, try that, try this. And they'll go back and post it of what they taught. Nobody says anything negative. No. And that's the whole point. When we can get everything on that same page. Yeah. Oh, man, it'd be fucking amazing. Oh, dude, we'd be unstoppable. Go ahead, Blake. You got some. Uh, no, you got no, some I, thoughts I, there. I, Come on, bring it. I think. Uh, I think the whole goal for me is if if I can find a copycat, man. Like I'm happy because I can't handle everything. Yeah. On, on my own, anyway. I mean, there's so much stuff. Like, I mean, that's that's gonna be, man. Like, what makes me excited and gives me pride is when someone decides to copycat the things that I do, and that even goes to on the job. Like, I want someone. Who's gonna do the job the way that I do it? Because yep. I know that man, like I'm giving it everything that I got, and I want yeah. someone else to be able to do the same thing. Who's gonna show up beside me, and I can count on them. And and they're trying to either you know kick me out of my position or whatever it is, man. I don't care what it is, as long as someone's trying as hard as I try. Like I think that's the key to all of this. Is I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we need. We need someone who can replace us, yeah. you know, if we were not to make it in or if we decide to do something different. Like, yep. I mean, we can't handle everything and in, in all the requirements of us all at one time anyway. So, right, I mean, right. what's the point in, in not being copycatted? So that would be arrogance to think that we're better than anyone else and that our knowledge is solely just for us at this table right now and not to impart it. And it would detract from every aspect of mentoring and the purpose of succession planning and building that culture. And I use that building your culture, Absolutely. the concept, yep. okay, of growing the next generation. If we're pe people out there are that arrogant, sadly, and they don't want to impart that knowledge. And the few men, us damn few sitting at this table that actually give a fuck about helping others in our own capacity, that is exactly what Sean hit on, and that's what makes the difference in the fire service culture. Yeah. yeah. And, and to say one more thing, too, like this is something that I was talking about the other day is, is in departments now. I mean, some of them are melting pots of other departments, right? Like you get all these people in who come from other departments, whether they were big departments, smaller departments, whatever they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, some who have seen, you know, more work than than some of these guys might ever catch in their life. Yeah. But then they come in and and they just kind of let their their history direct where they go or how they stand as far as well. I don't need to train because this is where I came from. Oh. Um, like. To me, like that's a big issue as well. Something yeah. that that pisses me off more than anything is I don't need to train because where I came from used to be like we were busier than you're ever gonna be. You know that type of mentality. Like to me, it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or you know what you've done 
in in your history as a firefighter, right? Yeah. Like you should be putting your hands in, and you should be, you know, every getting day's into a new every day's a new day. Yeah, every day Absolutely. exactly is a new day, but you should literally be putting your hands on stuff every yeah. single day. I mean, yeah. every day's a training day. Exactly. Yep. I mean, there's times where I go back and I look at a Halligan tool and mm-hmm. I just read the specs of it. Why? Not because I don't know it, but just so I don't forget stuff, yeah. right? Um, so I, that's kind of you know, man. Like I just feel like everything that we do, man, like we got to continue to put our hands on stuff. We have to continue to focus on the job and yeah. never get to a point where we can say, well, I've done enough in my career to where I don't have to continue to train myself or put my hands on it because I've done this uh, however many times. The moment you say you're done training or you don't exactly. need to learn anything more is more than likely the last day you need to be in the fire service. Absolutely. Because if you're not willing to learn, if you're not willing to teach, if you're not willing to put yourself out there and grow, you've got to continually grow. You've got to continually learn. You've got to continually push. It doesn't matter how you do it, but if you put that message out there, if you put that inspiration out there, that's what matters at the end of the day. But the moment you give up is probably the moment that you've lost your fire. Just uh, just to piggyback on that real quick. About yeah. That, as far as like uh, uh, every day is a training day and stuff like that, like I said earlier at the beginning of the podcast, there are, there are days that you're just like, oh man, you know, it's a, it's a Fourth of July, it's a it's a it's a Super Bowl Sunday, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, but let's just say for argument's sake, you're not you're not quote unquote training that day, or or uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you're doing the teach back stuff. They'll go back to I'll go all the way back to got it, back. got it. If you're not doing a quote unquote hot training, a physical training that day, because it's just one of those days, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a lazy Sunday, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just literally? Uh, whether you, the senior guy, the lieutenant, the, the probie, it doesn't matter. Why can't you go out to the rig, literally open up a compartment, right? Just one compartment. It doesn't yeah. have to be the entire rig. Open up one compartment and take out everything in that compartment. All right, do a little cleaning. It's not going to take you more than 20 minutes, 10 minutes. It doesn't matter. Do a little bit of cleaning. Well, everything that's on the floor in that particular compartment, Google it. Yeah. Yep. Google it. And just literally, you have your phone next to you, just Google it and write a couple notes. Blah, blah, blah. Write a couple notes on the Halligan. Write a couple notes on the on the axe. On the pickhead, on flat cut, on the flathead, write a couple notes on whatever, on, on, on anything, you know, K tool, anything, and Google it, and just do a little bit re- research on it. You're okay. not doing much training, quote no. unquote, right? But then when, what happens at the dinner table? You say, hey, well, you know, if you're the lure, you're the captain. Hey, brother, would you, uh, what'd you do uh, today out there? What'd, you know, and now you do a little teach back. Now learn on the on the history of the K tool. Learn yeah. the history of the Halligan. Learn the history of of why we, you know, why we use. Uh, why we switch from wooden ladders to aluminum ladders, and okay. why why some departments still use wooden? You just—it's literally just a teach back, just by getting one compartment on a quote unquote lazy day at the firehouse. Yep. I wanna I wanna take that and transition into our last topic because you know we've been going an hour and five minutes. We've had this discussion. Oh man, we could go three hours, but I know we <laughs> oh, got no doubt. Yeah, I know we could definitely. But we got a little social event well, to get to. You know, we all got a little socialization <laughs> to do here. But I want to end on the concept of accountability. And where do you all fall in that line? Whether you're a line fireman, a lieutenant, another Jake with seniority, a guy like Sean who's got seniority, another Jake, or a fire chief, where does accountability begin and end for all of you as far as aspiring leaders? And what does that word mean to you? Accountability should drive your whole motivation to be a good fireman, in my opinion. So for me, it starts at the top. It starts at my fire chief. And, and it, it starts with him holding all of us accountable to the expectations and the core values set forth in our fire department. Uh, for me, on the shift level, accountability starts with me upholding the expectations I set for my officers and, and the attitude and behavior that I set for my shift. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I call myself a down and dirty chief because I'm young. 
and I probably shouldn't be a battalion chief right now, but I'm in a department where there was mass growth. There was mass, massive growth, sorry. And uh, I took an opportunity to help fix a shift that was struggling because I was on that shift and I was struggling. And so uh, I came on there and I basically said, look, we're going to have a good attitude. We're going to love coming to work. We're going to get to know each other. We're going to build relationships. And But you have to understand those relationships mean that I'm going to hold you accountable to the expectations as a friend and I'm going to hold you to the expectations of this fire department, and you cannot cross the two. Yeah. And so even though I have some really good friends that work for me on that shift, if they don't do anything, if they do something they're not supposed to do, if they don't meet the expectations, they know about it. And I've had counseling sessions and mentoring sessions with them to say, hey, this is how we get better, right? I sit down with each rookie, and I tell them my entire story, how I got to where I am today, and then I ask them for their life story, and I take notes. And then I go to the senior man on the crew, and I say, have you learned anything from that rookie? Do you know anything about his life? No. Go ask these questions. Go build that relationship with him because I already have. Yeah. And if you start and you, you're like, uh, I think it was Sean or maybe Brett was saying, like, Brett, you're saying your actions, your words have to be backed by actions, right? So I can't sit there and tell you, Oh, I, you're my brother. I love you and this and that and the other. No, I'm a proud member of the B-Shift of Pearland Fire Department. I am your leader, and I am not the only one. I have leaders from me all the way down to those rookies, and I'm going to hold you accountable to those aspects of the job. And, and I think if you have that motivation, you come in with that attitude, and you preach that and you act that, right? I mean, just the other day I was pulling lines with the rookie, right? Mm-hmm. I said I hadn't pulled a line in a long time. Well, guess what? I fucked it up. <laughs> I did. I fucked it up because I hate the triple layer. I fucked it up. Right? Triple layer <laughs> sucks, right? I wish I had I could stand in the background right now screaming something, right? D- does it, it suck as bad as Quince, though? Uh, I, we have two of them, and um, they're just ISO ratings, right? All right. I'm so, just asking. Yeah, they're just, just pumpers. Asking. They're pumpers with ISO ratings on them. Yeah, so, the yes, exactly. <laughs> so, we finally got a ri- <laughs> Oh, God, <laughs> we here we go. Got, we finally got a, a big boy ladder, and I'm proud of it because I love truck work. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh, I mean, at the same thing, right? So now I do daily hose pools with yeah. the rookie every day because I have to set that standard, and I have to say this is unacceptable for a chief to not be able to pull a hose. That's no. bullshit, right? If and you, so we do it. And if they see me doing that, right, they were like, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you're still doing it three tours later. Well, hey, man, like who who says, who who thinks or who says or who who knows that we'll be on a fire one day and it's just me and one pumper and they need a second line pool. I need to go pull that line. That's going to be you. Right. It's going to be game on. It's going to be John Wayne time. What about you, Blake? I'm going to jump in, then i got to go check into my room. But uh, I think I think accountability goes up and down. Yeah. Um, and I think that should be something that I, I can hold my leadership accountable, and obviously they hold me accountable. And I think one of the most important aspects of that is, like, giving each other reviews, a 360 review of, like, hey – how do you think I'm doing? Like at, at any point in time, like I think it's okay for an officer to come to, you know, their fireman, their driver, whomever and say, Hey, how am I doing? And, and, and for me to be able to give that back, man, like I love, I love having coffee or smoking a cigar on ship because oh. at that point, like we, we're, we're on even playing grounds, right? I mean, we have the ability to just kind of have open discussion yeah. and that's one of the things that we talk about, but I think accountability is huge going up and down um, because I hold my, my, my leadership accountable, you know, for the things that, that go on while we're on shift and they actually, 
you know, if they trust and value you enough, like as a part of their their team and their crew, yeah, they're going to do the same thing. Hey, you know, what do you think about this? And and so I, I think that's extremely important is just having that accountability up and down and saying. Hey, you know, what are you seeing right now? Is there anything I could do better? Or, hey, if you ever see me acting like that, you need to call me out. Right on. You know, and so I think that's important all around is that we we hold each other accountable. And it's not just our leadership holding um, those under them accountable. But, man, like for me, like I, I hold the people above me accountable and the people who are the same rank as me accountable and, and the people a step above and two steps above. I, I think that's important and we should be open to that mm-hmm. because that's where we're going to learn the most. Um, man, when you get people who are maybe even closer to you in rank or the same rank as you, I don't know, man, like they, they kind of like to sugarcoat things. I, I think at times, you know, when other people, uh, you know, we can sit down and have that cup of coffee. Yeah. I mean, that's one of my favorite things because it's, it's open discussion at that point and everybody is on the same playing field. The sacred part of being at the table with coffee exactly. is having that conversation. Yeah. Tony, company officer level, let's talk. You and I little talk about it earlier. Yeah. About the actual the, our system for Marion County when you get promoted, officer. Yeah. So um, um, it's just one of those things. Number one, if if you're going to hold a stand, if you want a standard, you have to you have to meet the standard first and foremost. All right, you have to meet the standard. You can't expect something of your man if you can't do it. Um, start as uh, starts for that. Um, so you've you've got aspect of it, and then knowing the limitations of your guys and working on that, and you have to be able to understand that. And you know, so that's where that relationship comes in with your, your guys right now. So understanding, you know, and then like Pablo said on days we did with um, training and stuff uh, on different days, lazy days. Man, if I get in there and I want to do something hardcore for the announce, but I'm looking at my crew and they're not feeling it. Is it going to really behoove me to do that hardcore training? No, it might piss them off. I, I, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get the best out of it. And no. they're not going to learn from it. They're going to shut me down. You yep. know, and they'll do. It, they'll do it for me because I'm a lieutenant. But that's not why I want things done. No. You know, so I, I lose them on that aspect. Cohesion. Yeah. That's important. That's it. Pablo. <clears throat> I think accountability starts with uh, with you, right? You know, look in the mirror. Uh, self uh, self discipline. Uh, I will I'll, I will die on the hill of of fuck motivation. Motivation motivation fades. Tell me about motivation at 3 o'clock in the morning when you're, when you're on your 15th run of the day. And you're fucking you know, exhausted. You know, tell me about motivation, you know, like, yeah. when, you're, uh, when you're doing back-to-back 48s. Tell me about motivation when you might have not seen a, a fire in a couple months. Whatever it is, you know. Uh, point of the story is fuck motivation. Discipline over, discipline over motivation any single day of the week. Um, I'm prepared to go to work every single day. I go to work and I, pre- I prepare to go to a fire. Um, by, I prepare my mind. I prepare my, my body. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So um, accountability starts with uh, self-discipline. You know, like I, I am accountable uh, for myself, and um, I make sure that I don't embarrass uh, myself. I make sure that I don't uh, become a hypocrite. I make sure I make sure that I don't become a liar. Mm-hmm. Um, because self-discipline always wins. At the end of the day, I can't I can't preach. Hey, man, you know, be be uh, be cordial to all your patients, and then at three o'clock in the morning, have some one anybody see me throw a garbage can across the room. Because at that point, you're not you're not holding yourself accountable. No. Um, and you are now putting the ball in the court of a of a Lou that might be your friend, and now you're forcing his hand to be an asshole, um, and that is on you. That is on nobody else, but that is on you. Um, so at the end of the day, um, I think the, the hardest decision anybody ever has to uh, come up with is look in the look in the mirror and be like, am I holding myself accountable to do the right thing? Um, and if everybody did that, uh, the firehouse or the station vision or whatever would go much 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 better yeah so self-discipline uh, accountability starts at self-discipline kyle jump in talk about it yeah, i mean i think probably hit it out of the park on that it's, it's patient just taking words out of my mouth you know as far as you know what slate said earlier as far as you know the up and down 
it starts with you at the bottom. Doesn't matter what your rank is. Doesn't matter where you're at. You know, you can. You know, to, to quote a, a great friend of mine, you know, super senior guy down in St. Lucie, mm-hmm. Chris Losey. Mm-hmm. You know, he. Uh, you know, you can lead from the back step. You know, so I think you know, having that mindset of every day you can be better. If you don't leave every single tour better than when you came in, then you're doing something wrong. So if you hold yourself accountable to the point where I'm going to be better today, you know, you can. You got to be the change you want to see. So if you can, if you can hit that ball and just, you know that, you know, you're, maybe you, you're slacking here. Yeah. Right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get better at that because I want to be better at that. Yeah. You know, you know, your, your the engineer might pick up on them and go, what's this guy doing out here? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they come out and, join you. and then you could, you know, now holding yourself accountable to your shortcomings to make sure that you can correct them and you can get better. You know, it's infectious. Yeah. You know? Even if you have shit bags on your crew, and we all have, we've all worked with shit bags before. No department's immune from them. Exactly. Nope. Not even NASA. <laughs> not even NASA. <laughs> not even the, not even the space race. Not even that. So, I mean, you know, it, you know, shit bags are shit bags. You know, months and months. It yeah. Is what it is. But, you know, guys that you know, maybe just are a little, you know, low morale. You know, shit. You know, I'm a huge proponent and believer in fires bring morale. So you know, you can always tell. You know, the guys after they they have worked. The, shit before that they're out in the bed like bro let's go over this let's do this let's do this yeah all of a sudden it's it's lifting and it, even if you don't have fires for a while and you just keep that upward train up and like he's saying you no know, self-discipline and you you know again my mindset is i want to be better on this shift than i was last year all right yep. so if you can stay to that and in personal life too i want to be a better husband i want to be a better dad i want to be better this all day. yeah you can and you can encompass that that expands to a whole other dialogue right there that we could go into. No, no, it's not. It's not the bugle. It's the character. It's the character. Okay, yep. it is the character of the person. All right? Sometimes the doesn't mean shit. Sometimes your strongest leaders in your entire fire department are still dragging hose and riding the ambulance and, and wearing black helmets. I'd rather have a good senior guy or mid range guy. Oh, big time. Than a slug for an officer any big day of the time. week. Any big day of the time. week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's a huge component to it. Bird, you're awfully quiet over there, and you're you're a part of this brotherhood. Let's talk about accountability with you, and we're going to wrap up with Sean. What does accountability mean to you, brother? Uh, as someone who's very new to the fire service, uh, for me, it's just kind of uh, within the fire service. It's you know having everybody's back, being yeah. Everybody, but, uh, it's also like personal things. Like All right. You know, whether whether you're on shift or not, it's considering like uh, how everybody's doing, what's going on in their personal life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's constantly for me. It's you know just texting someone on their day off, seeing how they're doing. If you know something bad happened on last shift, don't wait forty-eight hours to check on them. Check on them the next day. It's it's for me. It's uh, finding the person behind the coworker. No, it makes perfect sense. Sean, bring us home. All right. So I can mimic a lot of what everybody says because they're solid points, but I'm going to go in a different direction with All this right. and accountability. I think accountability is about being humble. All right, and, and here's why. You know, accountability breeds responsibility. So, like like much of everybody's saying, be accountable to yourself. Hold yourself to the standards that you want because you can't expect that from anybody else if you don't want to. Let, let's bring it around to we all have bad days. Yeah. We all have slip-ups. It's going to happen. We're not fucking perfect. So, when you are the one that's griping and going, fuck, man, this bullshit, they called 911 again for this. This is stupid. I'm fucking tired of this shit. Whatever the gripe is. You've got to be humble enough to come back and, and go to those people you did that in front of and say, hey, guys, listen, 
I had a lapse in judgment. I'm sorry. That's that's not professional of me. I wouldn't expect this out of any one of you. That kind of behavior hurts our team. That kind of behavior hurts me as an individual, right? So having those conversations. I need you guys to make sure that I stay right too mm-hmm. because I expect that of every one of you. If, if you're slipping, I'm going to tell you, hey, bro, you're slipping. And I need that from you as my coworker, as, as you know, my friend, as a mentor, whatever it is. Yeah. When that comes into leadership, like, like we said, you don't have to have rank to lead. You can lead from every direction. That's fine. You see a firefighter on the fire ground do something completely stupid. Yep. And it fires you up. Instead of going and attacking the person, what are you, some type of fucking moron? Why the hell would you do that? Blah, 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 blah. And you berating them. Yeah. You say, hey. Yeah, don't be a bully. Let me talk to you for a second. Yeah, let's have a talk like a man. Okay. Man to man. Friend to friend. Salt, uh, uh, being a dick is not salt. <laughs> Don't be a dick. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, we just broke the 30 barrier. The 30. Well, I mean, <laughs> and it's true. And, it, and it's true. When you see stuff like that going on, yeah. not only is that unprofessional, but a lot of times in our emotions, we let our true character slip out. Yeah. Okay? And you can fake just about anything if, if you're careful, right? But when that happens and that explosion happens, one – the approach and things matters. So you can say, hey, man, let me talk to you for a second. And if that continues, that's probably not person of reason. Yeah. So where does that come in with leadership? Be like, hey, listen, I understand you're upset, and that's fine. You can be upset. And, and we don't personally have to talk anymore about this afterwards. But yeah. I'm going to hear what you have to say. You're going to hear what I have to say. But at the end of this, there's a professional aspect of what we do that whether we like each other or not, whether we stay friends or not, we need to address this yeah. because it's impacting our organization yeah. it's impacting the culture of our profession it's impacting all this and there is just some shit that is not okay it's called a gut check it's called a gut check yep. and you know what if you can't humble yourself and notice that maybe you are that person that needs a gut check or or have enough gumption to go to that person that needs a gut check then you are equally as responsible for what happens amen absolutely proud moments when my guys come to me and say hey lou what the hell was that all about all right straight up my yep. guys know they can come to me they know they can tell me my own proby caught me in a bad moment in the middle of the call and literally said, Lou, and got my attention, made me realize I screwed up, and I thanked him after the fact, and that's hand-to-God truth. Absolutely. Hand-to-God See, truth. That's what it takes. That's the almost – without even going into context about it, it was just I was so proud of him, you know, 24 years old, and he had the courage to stand up to his officer and say, hey, that's Lou, right. what yep. the fuck? Yeah. Seriously. So on that note, boys, I'm going to be honest with you. This was an amazing show, and I think we might try this again tomorrow. We might throw another episode out and expand on it. So part two (laughs) may come out. Not Hot Shots part two, but, you know, (laughs) a little K-Man Radio Show part two. But Chief, Jake, Sean, uh, Blake's gone. Uh, Pablo's already at the bar, I think. And (laughs) Kyle disappeared. I lost Redbird, but thanks to Redbird Media for loaning me all of this awesome equipment to use while I'm here. Our brothers from the Panhandle are here. The 850 crew is here, if I'm not mistaken. That's partly, yeah. And then we've got all sorts of other great brothers and sisters out here training this week here at the Bears of the Oath Conference 2021 here in Georgia. So with that being said, as you always hear me tell you, keep your head on a swivel, look out for each other. You are your brothers and your sister's keeper. That's not just words, that's honesty. You gotta be there for them as much as they're there for you. So we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>